Nets. The Los Angeles Clippers are bad. They're horrible. Which uh, is so surprising. I mean, you know when your best uh, guard that you acquired calls himself the system, then, you know, it looks like the Harden system didn't work. <laughs> what is up, everybody? This is Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast presented by Plays and Buddy Larry Mix by Zing Zing and The Celebrity Mint. Go follow them on social media. Go get the Blades and Bloody Merry Mix from Zing Zang. But I am here with the GM of the Summit State of Mind, Apollo Media's Houston Rockets podcast, Justin. What up, How we doing, up? big guy? Dude, we are good, man. I mean, the Rockets are five and three. So we're in we're in great shape. So who would have thunk? No complaints. Dude, I mean, I don't even ask me. I'm I'm <laughs> apparently I'm the negative Nancy of all the people. So oh. I'm the realistic version, you know, but five and three, I'm going to take, dude. I'll take it all day. Before the season started, mm-hmm. if I were to tell you that your Houston Rockets will be fourth in the West before Sunday's game started, we're recording this Sunday, November 12th at 5.39 p.m. right now, they would be fourth in the West and the Dallas Mavericks would be second in the West. Would you believe me? I would say no. No. Frankly. I mean, as, as a Rockets fan, we didn't anticipate the way that this whole team would play this early, but absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. So if you need a uh, rockets content, go over to the summit state of mind. It's Apollo media's Houston rockets podcast. They've got YouTube. They've got Apple, Spotify, any place that you can find it, go hit them up on social media as well. But the summit state of mind is your fix for rockets content. But before we get into our first topic, let's talk a little bit about zing zing. Zing Zang's Blazing Bloody Mary mix. It's getting cold outside. It's a bit chilly this weekend. If you need Bloody Mary, why don't you spice it up? Make it a little spicy, you know? A little tang. A little blazing. Spice girls are there. Spice up your yeah. life, you know? So Blazing Bloody Mary mix from Zing Zang. It can come in a mix, and it can come in the pre-made bottle. It's already got vodka in it. All you got to do is add your bacon, your celery, whatever you add to your personalized Bloody Mary. Go get the Blazing Bloody Mary mix from Zing Zang. Zang responsibly, don't go too crazy, but we zang responsibly with the Apollo Media, and it's been going crazy over at the uh, at the office with all the those zing zings, Bloody Mary's mix that we got. <laughs> that Bloody Mary, man, I cannot do it. It's not my thing, but I respect those people that do enjoy it. Hey, man, that's uh, big brunch hours for sure. For sure, but if you're not in a Bloody Mary mix, you can always go get their other products. They've got whiskey sours. Dex was talking to us talking to us about that they've got margaritas yes they've got pretty much anything under the sun mm-hmm. go check out zing zang zang responsibly um this person seemed to not zang responsibly the the person let's that go, we're gonna get let's into. go there um i'm gonna read the tweet I, I have to read the tweet came from sham sharanya um happened today sunday or did it happen yesterday i can't remember maybe I think it was yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. more stuff is coming out today so it happened mm-hmm. s- saturday so Sunday, uh, 76ers guard and forward Kelly Oubre Jr. sustained broken ribs and an assortment of bruises and cuts on his body after being struck by a car in Philadelphia on Saturday night. He avoided significant injuries, but will miss significant time. Uh, it was a hit and run. The guy, mm-hmm. the car was going high speed in a pedestrian walkway in a residential area on Saturday night, and it fled the scene. Ubre has broken ribs and injuries to his hip and right leg. 
it sounds like a hit. <laughs> Legitimately. Like, yeah, it sounds like someone sought out where Kelly Oubre lives and was like, we're taking this man down. It's it's honestly insane because there was a tweet and people found the receipt very easily. Nothing mm-hmm. dies on the internet. So just keep that in mind when you tweet responsibly with Zing Zing, obviously. There you go. Um, <laughs> nothing dies on the internet. Someone tweeted out, they had either a parlay or prize picks or whatever it may be. Kelly Oubre can't score more than 11 points. I hope he gets hit by a car. That was a quote, direct quote from somebody that deleted a tweet, but it was there was someone that screenshotted it. Uh, he did get hit by a car, so I hope that person feels tremendously horrible. Just awful. Someone took manifestation to another level, honestly. Like, I can't even imagine saying something like that and it happening. The responsibility that you have to accept, brother. That is, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, people say a lot of ridiculous things about players and sports, Mm -hmm. like professional athletes. They they get angry. They threaten. It's like semi-pro. Will Ferrell's like, I'll burn your house down. Essentially. I'll kill your family. Those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. That happens just far too much on the internet. Um I'm with Big Cat from Barstool, Barstool Big Cat. He has been on this train for a, a long time now, a few years. He has said that every year, every athlete should be able to fight a fan in the stands. Just once. Just once. But they should be able to pick their fight whenever it may choose without harm. They can't go to jail. They can't get fined for it. They can't get technical fouls. No nothing. They get to fight the one fan in the stands because that fan talks too much shit. And I'm I would pay for totally it. there. Oh, absolutely. I would pay ticket for that, honestly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like hockey. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. Like, basketball players, like, with fans, like, they, like, the whistle blows, and it's like, okay, you get two minutes. Go for it. Knock yeah. your heads off. And the, and the refs are like, they stand in when it when they need to. They're like, all right, exactly. this fight's over. Like, this person's <laughs> not fighting anymore. They're just defending themselves. Mm-hmm. Let's break it up. You go to the box, and by the box, you mean you get to leave this game because... You, you chose to fight this guy, and now you can't come back the rest of the season. That that should be the next wrinkle. The fan can't come back for the rest of the season. That's fair. I mean, If you like, get in a fight, you're gone. Oh, yeah. I feel like Philly fans, like oh, that area would be empty by the end of the year. Philly, Someone, Boston. Uh-huh. That's, that's probably it. Just a little. Maybe a little bit cities. of New York. Yeah, New York maybe too. New York's definitely up there for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be gruff. Pittsburgh would have some fun as well. But uh, yeah, it's just like, I don't know how someone is that crazy in a residential area. I know it happens all the time, but obviously mm-hmm. a six foot eight large man, you you would think you'd see that guy walking across the street. I know. I'm curious to know what time of day that this occurred. Like, yeah. if this is happening at like 10 o'clock in the evening, dude, drive that's, responsibility. That's, one thing. that's a right. whole other level. But if this is happening during the day, like let's say at four or five o'clock in the afternoon and you're like going 80 down a residential area. You got no excuses, brother. That's like, that's manslaughter, right? Is that what we, right. is that what we call it? I mean, this it, man it is deserves it's to be in a jail. vehicular attempted manslaughter, I guess is yeah, what it would technically be. If we're considering verbiage or whatever. Right. Yeah. So Adrian Wojnarowski, uh tweeted out at 2104. So 904 Central Standard Time, mm-hmm. God's time zone. So it probably happened around eight, yeah, eight p.m. ish, mm-hmm. which it's been dark at like four thirty. Yeah, true. It's, it's awful. It's mm-hmm. awful. That that that's 
shout out daylight daylight savings time let's uh get rid of you dude Forever. i'm over it like i don't want to feel Forever. like i should be in bed by 6 30 in the evening okay no yeah not the world no. i want no absolutely not but uh kelly Rubre, rest up get healthy uh, i hate that this happened to you because i don't want this to happen to any nba player yeah. i i would never tweet that out i would no. never be the guy that said i want you to get hit by a car Hope that guy feels terrible. Uh, Kelly Oubre, <laughs> I hope you do recover quickly because you have been playing very well for a Sixers team that we didn't know how they were going to look without James Harden. Mm-hmm. And Kelly Oubre has actually stepped up and been arguably the third best player on that team ahead yeah. of Tobias Harris. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a shame that it happened to him. And uh hope he gets re- gets healthy very soon. Yeah, we needed Kelly. Poor guy. That's all I got to say. Like I can't even imagine how he's feeling. Uh you don't even know how long he's going to be out for, is he? Like, it, it's just said significant time. It's not season ending, but significant it's time. It could definitely yeah. go that that route, but poor guy, I hope his, man. I hope his face is okay, too. He's pretty. He's a handsome man. That's that's very fair. Good for you, Kelly. You can be voted sexiest man in the NBA. I mean, <laughs> uh, some players might have uh, an issue with that, but I'll gladly concede. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We're going to get into biggest surprises and biggest disappointments before we do that. I would like to give a shout out to Celebrity Men. Zero Gravity, our Apollo's NBA podcast, is brought to you by the Celebrity Men. They've got these awesome gold and silver tokens that you can get of Mike Tyson, Ric Flair. Woo! Um, they've, got among, they've got a lot of other people on deck. They're about to start pushing out some stuff. It's memor- memorabilia tokens made out of gold, silver, and other precious metals. They're super sick. Uh, they came out in October at Comic-Con in New York City, but go follow them on social media at The Celebrity Mint. They've they've become a good friend of ours. We like The Celebrity Mint. Can we give a woo for Celebrity Mint? You know? Woo! Woo! There it is. There you go. Um, so biggest surprises. Let's get the good stuff out of the way. You mm-hmm. know? Um, we mentioned it all right on the top of the podcast. We're talking about the Houston Rockets and the Dallas Mavericks. Those are... Two that have really stood out to me, mm-hmm. and it it is because we live in Texas, and it is because we cover these teams more so than others. But I mean, no one saw the Rockets winning five games in a row at probably any point this season. I mean, maybe Definitely late not. in the season. Definitely. But uh, Fred VanVleet, Dylan Brooks, all these additions that they've added, and the Ime Yudoka establishing a culture, establishing a culture that. Uh, You're getting there. You can get promotes it defense. Get it, it promotes defense. Uh, so defense and team ball and something that the Rockets have not seen and they're what top 10 in defensive ratings and all that kind of stuff. Something right like now? that. I think they're like they're eighth in defensive rating. They're number one in terms of, uh, what is it? Uh, transition defense. Damn. Um, yeah, they went, I think they've probably like taken down their points, given up a game to under double digits. So wow. it's a little, it, it's a little intense considering the team that we did watch last year under Steven Silas, but credit to Ime. You know, call it email culture. You know that 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 thing is really moving, and you could see it based on the the veterans that are on the on the roster currently. Like you stated, Dylan Brooks, Fred VanVleet, to name a couple. Right. Je- Jeff Green is another one who is I would consider a piece of why Alperen Sengun is performing the way he's performing. You know, he played alongside Nikola Jokic last year, and he got to kind of see him, you know, up close and personal for a season. Now he gets to go with Baby Jokic, who people consider Sengun to be. That sure. might be a bit of an overstatement. I'm not on that train. That's a lot of pressure to put on a young man. Not right. the thing to do. 
But, you know, the way that it's moving forward, like you can see the efforts there for everybody in terms of the defensive end. Uh, some of these guys obviously are trying to break bad habits, but going forward after eight games, like this isn't the type of transition I was expecting. I expected it to happen no. a little bit later, but hey, man. It works, it works where they're due. Right? Yeah. So yeah. you've got the vet- veteran presence that was much needed in that locker room because mm-hmm. I-, I watched no more than three Rockets games last season. Fair. I wouldn't, I, I don't blame you. I tried at the beginning of the season a couple of times, and then at the end of the season, I gave it one more shot. Uh, Jalen Green, Alperen Shingun, I was just watching them, and I was like, they have so much talent, but uh, I hate everything that they do, pretty much. <laughs> just like I, I hated watching that team play basketball last year, and Jabari Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. didn't really get going until later in the season. He was a rookie last year, but that's okay. Like yeah. He can take his time, but you just really didn't see anything that he was able to do at Auburn in the previous season. Yeah. So to see them actually perform and play well and pressure situations, they, I mean, they just kind of killed the Kings twice back to back games and the, no De'Aaron Fox, obviously, but yeah, still killed them. Like it wasn't a close game in the NBA. You can have close games mm-hmm. night in and night out. So the Rockets being good is a, a nice surprise, especially for you boys and Apollo as a whole, as a Houston company, but absolutely. They're definitely in the biggest surprise category. We'll, we'll move up to Dallas <laughs> now and go up, uh, I-45, the Dallas Mavericks, they added Grant Williams. They re-signed Kyrie Irving, drafted Derek Lively. They basically just gutted the whole team except for Kyrie, Luka, and Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else seems to be fairly new. J- uh, Josh Green's still there, Maxi Kleba, whatever. Some pieces, but Grant Williams coming in and just taking over the Jalen Brunson role, I think, as the vocal leader in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And he's also a defensive anchor. He can guard one through four, sometimes one through five. And then adding Derek Lively Jr. or the second. Derek Lively has been a godsend, and I love him dearly. <laughs> Kudos to you, Grant Williams. I'm not going to lie. Big Grant Williams guy. The man's hitting over 50% from three. So, yes. you know, that's this is on six attempts a game. And y'all it's, played, what, nine games? That's unheard yeah. of. It's kind of... Kind of crazy, if you ask me. It kind of it kind of uh, gives credit to the gravity that Luca and Kyrie carry in terms of the right. open opening that he is getting. But Derek Lively Jr., man, I mean, you said it. Uh, he was a guy that was highly coveted by Rockets fans in terms of possible trade up uh, if he were to trade up from where we drafted Cam Whitmore. But yo, I mean, y'all got a great pickup there because he was your lottery pick, right? Yeah. So the mm-hmm. Mavericks had the tenth pick due to tanking the last two games of the season, which still seems to be a controversy for no reason at all whatsoever because no other team has ever tanked in the NBA. No, <laughs> not a one. We did it for two games, and it's the worst thing of all time because Luka wasn't healthy, Kyrie wasn't healthy, and they are like, ah, yeah. let's just get the 10th pick and call it a day. So you guys Whatever. are the reason why they decided to do the whole injury thing? It's not Damian Lillard. It's not the Lillard thing. No. It's Luka and Kyrie sitting out the last two it's games. It's not Kawhi Leonard or Paul George or... LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I don't know. You, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Insert but, uh, every superstar that's above the right. age of 30. Yeah. Uh, it's the San Antonio Spurs rule, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Started with Tim Duncan and all them. But yeah, they trade the 10th pick, go back to 12, and they still picked Eric Lively. I thought they were going to take Cam Whitmore, and I was like, ooh, a wing. That's good. Let's do that. And then they traded down. I was like, what are we doing? He's right there. And then no one took him. And I was like, oh, we still can get him. And we got rid of. Uh, Dave Davis Bertans like this was awesome. We still get the guy, and then we took Derek Lively. I was like, okay, 
I mean, all right. It's a Duke guy. I'm a Duke guy. So I'm like, I can talk myself into this. And (laughs) he's a center that uh, plays defense. And that's something that the Dallas Mavericks have needed for as since uh, Luca's been in the league, really. They haven't had a rim running defensive uh, presence in the paint as a center. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was really excited to get Clint Capella this offseason. I thought that that trade was going to happen forever, and it never did. Mm -hmm. So. Derek Lively just being good right off the bat has been a godsend for this team, and Luca loves him. Luca just adores him. You can see him on the court. Yeah. He starts laughing when he does a pick and roll, and then just yeah. like, all right, uh, I've got a seven-foot center that can jump higher than most people on the court, and I'm just going to throw it up there because I know he's going to catch it and dunk it. Like, this is awesome. Like, he's having fun out there, mm-hmm. and that's all you could have asked for as a Dallas Mavericks fan basing <laughs> what you watched uh, last year of this team where mm-hmm. no one was having fun, not yeah. a person. Not a one. Uh, someone tweeted out a graphic when the lineup came out in like April or Ma- March last season. Is Luca at point guard, Frank Nilakina at shooting guard. Um, I think it was Reggie Bullock at the three. Jeez. Josh Green, Josh Green at the four, mm-hmm. and couldn't even tell you. Oh no, it was our our friend Dwight Powell, who I I, I love dearly, but Dwight Powell was starting center, and everyone's like. Who expects Luca to carry this team to the playoffs? <laughs> Please show me that one team mm-hmm. that can do that. No one could. No, definitely not. I mean, that's like when Harden was having to carry like uh, certain rosters. It was like 2015, yeah. 2016, you know, outside Absolutely. of like a Dwight Howard who was the shell of himself. But yeah, I mean, hey, you know, Luca's putting up MVP numbers. When you have this kind of roster around him, especially with the likes of like a Grant Williams and Derek Lively, like, these are two game changers. Grant Williams played for a team that went to the NBA Finals. Playoff games on playoff games on playoff games hit clutch shots after clutch shots. He's he's built for it, yeah. And then Derek Lively, you got the Clint Capella mold that you guys have been craving for so long. Oh, but the thing is, he's cheaper. He's younger. He's probably a little bit more athletic. So Luca has got everything that he needs now. He's got a number two piece, Kyrie, until he finds you know he's only shooting forty three percent right now, but. He'll get there. So I'm averaging 21, 21 points a game. I think he just went like 7 of 9 or 7 of 10 from 3 the last game on Saturday Holy night or hell. Friday night. Yeah. So uh, he's starting to find a shot, and he's having fun. You could see him on the court smiling. He's like, he he went uh, in the press conference and put his hands together like in a prayer motion. Like, <laughs> thank, thank you. The three started finally just yeah. falling. So, yeah, they're hitting a groove. And the last team I wanted to get into on Biggest Surprises is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I didn't see this one coming. Me neither, honestly. I mean, Anthony Edwards has put himself into like the upper, upper echelon of players yeah. in this league. And I, I thought that was going to happen this season. I really did. Um, Is it year four for him, right? Year four? Because he was drafted. 2020, he was a COVID draft, right? I don't remember anymore. I think he was the COVID draft. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, 2020, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, yeah. number four. Um, I think a lot of people were on this train uh, after the FIBA World Championships this past summer, I think a lot of people were looking towards an Anthony Edwards just surge towards the top of NBA players. And mm-hmm. everyone could kind of see it last year. He's a dog. Like, he plays hard. He plays he's, a he's fun to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, he's fun to watch. And the problem with the Timberwolves was is that they have Rudy Gobert on their team, which uh, count me out. And then they also have Carl Anthony Towns on their team. Who is also a, count me out. a huge trade piece that people have been talking about all summer and still talking about now. Yes. Yeah. So 
it's uh it was an interesting trade when they made the Gobert trade and mm-hmm. no one thought it was gonna work and last year it didn't. It just didn't. It never worked and it always looked clunky. Anthony Edwards was like, Yeah, it's hard to dunk the ball when I have two seven feet guys in the in the paint mm-hmm. on offense. So I didn't know how it was gonna work, but it worked. It did. It's starting to work at least. Uh Carl Anthony Towns is not playing very good basketball, but Rudy Gobert has like Already put himself at the top of the defensive player of the year conversation again. He's yeah. all the way back up there. His numbers are nuts. Yeah, it's insane to see what he's been doing uh, currently. It, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like where it hit like a resurgence. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it just says you just got to have your year where it's like you play like shit and you're kind of adjusting. Yeah, leaving Utah, going to Minnesota it takes a lot out of you. I mean, what was it that they, they were were they in the pl- they were in the play in last year? Yeah, I don't remember yeah, they, anymore. They, the Timberwolves lost to the. Nuggets and Carl Anthony Towns and Patrick Beverly basically said that they were that was like the best basketball anyone's ever played in the history of basketball and they <laughs> got swept or yeah. they lost in five whatever it was like mm-hmm. it wasn't even competitive really like they just no, played they played no. okay and then the Nuggets would pull away in the last six minutes like it would just the usual wasn't really it's competitive just like a scrappy team that you know they they play hard they work hard but they just don't have the talent to overcome I mean this yeah. year Anthony Edwards, he's this is where he kind of puts himself into the MVP conversation this year, especially if they keep playing this way. But I really think that this year it's Luca's to lose, frankly. If the team just keeps winning, it's going to be Luca's. I yeah. think it's going to be his year. It's got to happen eventually, right? Like, he's yeah. far too good. And, Luke, like, Embiid got his. Jokic yep. already has a couple. Giannis mm-hmm. has a couple, mm-hmm. if not more. Harden's not going to be in it. God, uh, no. LeBron and Steph are probably not going to be in it. So it's like, who, who are you going to give it to? Yeah. It's got it's to happen eventually. If it's mm-hmm. not this year, then I don't know if it'll ever happen. I feel like it'll never happen if he never if he I mean, doesn't if, do it this year. If they're a top three seed this year, it's going to happen. I really think that it's going to be between them. I'm barring, like, you know, some form of, like, Jason Tatum, like, going uh, off yeah. for the rest of the year. He, but He could get there, too. Mm-hmm. But... Um, those are the biggest surprises. Houston Rockets, Dallas Mavericks, Minnesota Timberwolves. I know they're all West teams, but the East sucks and I don't care. So let's uh, talk about an East team, eh? Very fair. Very fair. <laughs> biggest biggest disappointments. Milwaukee Bucks. You trade for Damian Lillard and gave up Drew Holiday because you were needing offense. Mm-hmm. Well, buddy, I've got a surprise for you. You didn't get offense and now you lost defense. So now you suck <laughs> on both sides of the ball. It's the craziest thing. Yeah, it doesn't make been- any sense. Yeah, I mean, what is it? We're, we're, there was one of those games where Dame had to literally save him in the fourth quarter. He had to go off yeah. just just for them to have a chance to win. Um, I was stating when they made the trade, I was like, I'm not saying they're giving up too much, but it's mostly like Drew Holiday was a huge piece in terms of like what made this team go. And Dame does not bring that on the defensive end. That's just not his game. No. He's an offensive stalwart. This is what he does, you know, but you're not making up anything from the perimeter. You know, who's going to be your lockdown guy? Pat Connaughton? Gross. That's <laughs> so gross. Uh, yeah. But like the Giannis, the Giannis Dame Lillard pick and roll, people have been like imagining it, foaming at the mouth. As, as soon as that trade went through, they're like, oh my God, this is going to be unstoppable. They're going to run it 60 times a game. Mm-hmm. And it would be incredible. It would work. A lot of the time it would work because either Giannis is open running towards the rim or Dame Lillard's behind the three-point line waiting on a, a just a catch-and-shoot three. Yeah. Recipe for success. They don't ever do it. They just <laughs> don't do it. 
Run it like 40 times this season. You should run it 40 times a game. Anytime yeah, yeah. they're on the field or on the port, you should be doing it every time they're on the court together. <laughs> At least once. I mean, come on. Like, rookie head coach Adrian Griffin. I mean, my oh, man got Terry Stotts kicked out. Like, I don't know what's going on. That was just a bad omen to start. You know, if your assistant coach quits like at the end of the preseason before the regular season, something is yeah. wrong with your team. And with that, you know, with Dame Lillard, that that's his former coach. You think he's brought there to kind of help Dame in that transition going from Portland to Milwaukee? Um, there's egos. I don't think there's going to be an issue in terms of like Giannis and Dame personality wise, but I think when it comes no. to personnel for them. They are in a lot more trouble than they think. Honestly. Yeah, I, I think yeah. they are. I could be wrong on this metric, but like 29th in rebounding this season. And they were like what? top five. I think they were like top five. I, it could be the wrong stat. They're 29th in something. Uh huh. Some kind of metric, whatever it may be. And they've been mean, top five in it for the last how many ever seasons? Just forever. They've been in the top five. I mean, they and brought back 29th. Brooke. They brought back Brooke. You for, know. A good amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Over they're, twenty million. So they're twenty ninth in rebounding, twenty eighth in assists, hmm. and twenty fifth in opponents' points per game. They're tenth really in scoring, but you know they can score. But the defensive end uh, might not be your thing, guys. I mean, it it's a struggle. And the thing about defense is that when it comes to teams, like it's either you're all in, you're all out. Uh, maybe it's, I don't know if it's a personnel issue or a team leader issue, quote unquote. I mean, Giannis is a potential defensive player of the year. Yeah. Like just by who he is. Correct. But is he going to carry the, the defense in that way? Um, based on what you see, it just doesn't seem like there's enough firepower in that realm, you know, but who am I to say, who am I to say ah, they have two you know. superstars who are supposed to carry. One from Adidas, one from Nike. This is where, like, you know, Captain Planet's shoe powers combine and build the <laughs> super team, you know? So you would think <laughs> we would all safely assume, but uh, maybe we're wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's because uh, you look at the Dallas Mavericks, we've already just said they were biggest mm-hmm. surprise. Luca and Kyrie, two players that you don't think play defense, mm-hmm. have been playing some of the best guard defense in the NBA this season. Like, they're legitimately just playing very good defense. And then Giannis, like, doesn't look good on defense now. And mm-hmm. Dame just refuses to play defense. So it's a very... I don't recall uh, a time when Dame ever did play defense. So. No, he never once mm-hmm. has. So, yeah, the Bucks are a huge disappointment. Another one, which this game just concluded. So the Memphis Grizzlies played the Los Angeles Clippers. They are both on this list. They're the last two teams we'll discuss here. Let's, let's get into Memphis first. Let's go ahead and knock them out. Mm-hmm. They are missing Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks, and... John Morant, mm-hmm. due to suspension, they are now 10 games into the season at 2-8 and eight after defeating the Los Angeles Clippers towards the end of the game there. 105-100, to 100, I think, or 101. Uh, uh, yeah, 105-101. Yeah, so the Grizzlies, they, they've just been down in the dumps this season. Marcus mm-hmm. Smart is the just perfect guy for Memphis. Grit and grind to his core. Like, he just fits. If he's not a Celtic, he's a Grizzly. Like, mm-hmm. in my head, if you told me who Marcus Smart was, and described all of his attributes, all of his antics, all the all the things that makes Marcus Smart Marcus Smart. I was like, all right, he's a, he's a Boston Celtic, and you're like, no, he's not. I'm like, okay, well then he's a Memphis Grizzly. <laughs> Those it's are the true. only I mean, two scenarios. He is cut from the Tony Allen cloth. Uh, you know, I don't know, how, I don't remember how much of a flopper Tony Allen was, but we're definitely yeah. gonna call out Marcus Smart there. 
I mean, yeah. did you see the was it the last game? Was their coach their coach's name? I forgot his name, but you know he was on um, the presser calling out the refs. I think it was like oh. a twenty nine to thirteen uh, differential in free throws, and he was like, "My team works hard." And if it wasn't for the fourth quarter where people were just getting sloppy fouled, it was like twenty nine to seven. And I was like, "Yo, this is this is getting real." And I mean, I get it as a coach. You know, you're fighting for your team, but also your number one player. You know, can't stop doing dumb things on the internet yeah, like a normal great. young human like, being. Like the kid that uh, tweeted about Kelly Uber getting hit by a car. Exactly. You know, like, we put them in the same <laughs> bracket. Yeah. You know. I mean, Dylan Brooks is gone. Tyus Jones is gone, who's probably their most efficient player on that roster last year. Yeah. So, you know, there's just a lot of changes. I mean, what is it? Desmond Bain's averaging 26 points a game with on 22 shots a game. Yeah, that's the issue. Like, mm-hmm. you you see 26 points, you're like, okay, he's filling in for jaw. Like, he's scoring more. He's taking more shots. Yep. That makes sense. When you see the 22 shots, you're like, oh, <laughs> well, that's not good. Yeah. I'd rather him not do that. That's, you know? that's I call that Cade Cunningham uh, efficiency right oh, there. Oh boy, yeah. I went there. <laughs> oh boy, you're just taking strays. We weren't even going to talk about the Pistons, but yeah, the Grizzlies—they're two and eight now, so mm-hmm. they got to win. Uh, they are now 15 games away from getting John Morant back. Uh, let's see if they can tread water. I don't think they can. They're going to get a top pick this year's draft. I think would be John Morant probably won't even find himself until like game 40, 45. John Morant, you are a Houston Rocket. Um, the Los Angeles not opposed to it guys (laughs) the Los Angeles Clippers this is the last team we'll get into biggest disappointment the fourth quarter today Sunday night uh, against the Grizzlies Mm -hmm. with like what a minute and a half left to tie it like we're like oh okay here come the Clippers and the Grizzlies are dead like it's over we're not coming back from this one and nine no thanks Uh, but the Clippers somehow mess it up I was getting ready for the podcast so I didn't catch the end of the end of the game but we have Kawhi Leonard Paul George James Harden, like you should be pretty good. And if Russell Westbrook's your fourth guy, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, we can we can get around on this. Like this is good. This is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And putting in a system with James Harden takes time. When the other players, I've never played with someone that plays like James Harden. That's the issue. Very true. Well, Paul George has played with Russell Westbrook, so they're kind of similar, but in a way, Touché. Russell Westbrook and James Harden are always tied together. Will always be tied together. It's it is the nature of this story of James Harden. He will always be tied to Russell Westbrook and the same for Russell Westbrook. He will always be tied to James Harden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the Clippers suck. They are what, three and six now? Oh my God, they're terrible. Um let me see. Yeah, they're three and six. Yeah. They yeah. they're completely underwhelming. Um that team you anticipated that they would be just so much better, especially with Toronto Lou as the coach. There's expectations. Um the guy carries himself in a certain way and the way his expectations of the players. I don't know. Paul George, I mean, what? He's been okay. Kawhi Leonard. He's been fine. Kawhi Leonard has played all games, which is, I'm not going to lie, I'm shocked. We're eight games into the year, and he has played every single game. Like, is that Didn't a record? see that coming. Is that a record? Yeah, It might be. I don't know. It might be. I mean, it. It. they just look disjointed. You know, Russell Westbrook is their starting point guard, like, no offense to Russ. I mean, as much as, you know, I was never the biggest fan of him in Oklahoma City. He was a rocket. Rooted for him. I, I, I feel bad because of all the, you know, the talk that goes his way because he's a great guy and he's he tries hard on the floor. But, hey, brother, I'm sorry, but you stink. Like, this is just what it is. You're old, you know, and unfortunately, that's just going down. The whole team is old. 
Like who's their who's their youngest player? Terrence Mann, the guy that they didn't want to trade because he is quote unquote <laughs> their future. <laughs> I don't even know what to yeah. think anymore. Like, dude, I don't know. It's it's bad. It's it's not good. And you would think that there would be some form of what is it called, like um, progress with their team. I haven't really Maybe. seen anything, frankly. No, like. Last season, when they got Russell Westbrook, it was the best thing for them because mm-hmm. they needed somebody to just, like, take charge in the minutes that one of the other superstars is off the floor and just, like, carry the ball off the court. Mm-hmm. Just get it to the next guy, bring some energy, be a vocal leader because neither Paul George or Kawhi Leonard seemed to be like that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So Russell Westbrook was the perfect mo- model for that. And then you just added James Harden to it, and I feel like that was a bad idea to bring him into it when you already had, like, a lesser player like James Harden averaged 20 and 10 last season. I'm not going to say Russell Westbrook is that guy at James Harden's caliber when you can do those kinds of things. But Russell Westbrook was exactly what the Clippers needed. They just needed like a shooting guard and another, a backup center. Like they didn't need to go get James Harden. Sure. That raises your floor technically, but if you can't ever figure out how to play, like we saw with the LeBron heat teams, like mm-hmm. it took them a full season under their belt before they actually learned how to play together. And they had to change everything that they did. Exactly. It, I mean, for, you can't do that. Like James Harden coming into a team where you have a Kawhi who has won a championship, but also probably the quietest guy in the league, not according to his teammates, but based on what we all see, um, James, I think his expectations are to be the man. Like, I don't, he says that he will, he knows his role, but do we really believe him? That's the thing. Like, that's just not it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will never believe what James yeah. Harden says. This man is a, a, God, he's a habitual liar, you know? And he was our guy. Like, he was. People stuck up time. for him, and I stuck up for him. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I, I will count my stars every day that Emi Adoka is our coach because James Harden heard that he wasn't going to be the guy and it wasn't going to be his system played in Houston. So thank God we're five and three and they're three and five. So, Hey, I'll take, (laughs) I'll take that positive. This is, this is a little bit of an overreaction. This is, we're two and a half weeks into the season, almost three Mm -hmm. weeks into the season. Like this doesn't matter necessarily. We're almost 10 games in the year. So an eighth of the season, we're literally 10% into the year. Like anything can happen. mm -hmm. It's still November. Uh, December, like basketball doesn't really start till Christmas anyway. So mm-hmm. you could be really bad and then turn everything around and Christmas time, mm-hmm. new year, trade deadline, anything can happen. So if we talked about your team and you hated what we said, uh, take it to heart, make sure that you run with it on the internet and yell at us as much as possible. Yeah. You can say that, you know, if I were to call the Clippers a play in team and they don't, and they actually are top six then Hey man, that's on me, but you know what? It is what it is. They're going to be a play-in team this year. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> I like it. I like it because yeah, we're both we're taking two spots. You know, the Rockets, the Mavericks, they got to take the two spots. Up exactly, there. So, exactly. And it's going to be tough after that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest disappointments. This has been Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast, presented by Zing Zing's Blazing Bloody Mary Mix and the Celebrity Mint. We're going to move this up to twice a week, twice a week now. So this is going to come out on Monday, two times. And then we'll have another episodes on Thursdays. So moving this up, we're going to have a rotating guest. I've been with Justin tonight. 
Go check out their rocket stuff, the Summit State of Mind. Go check out uh, ApolloHOU.store. You can see the the 30th anniversary Vernon Maxwell shirt that we got up there that Justin has. Check it out. Uh, 30th anniversary of the Rockets Championship. In that's the 90s. this year. That is this year. It is. Yeah. It is. So that's in, in the ApolloHOU.store. Follow us on social medias at ApolloHOU. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hit the like button, comment, and yell at Justin for no particular reason at all. Uh, just just yell at him for comments' sake, you know? But this has been Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast. We will see you Thursday morning. Peace.